0: To side Talks Podcast.
1: Yes, welcome. <laughs> Can't <laughs> compete like, with that. Corey's like I'm
0: just going to let you take it. Yes. I'm just just keep keep going with that. Listen,
1: uh, part of the um, the skill set of being a great podcast co-host is knowing when to sit back and keep your fucking mouth shut.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I I'm still trying to master that art. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's let's not let's not talk about the art of podcasting. Let's talk about movies. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello? Broadog? It's Rachel and Corey. Hi. Hey. Hey. I know you're on the road and actually you're headed towards Birmingham, right? Actually, um, because, you know,
2: story of my life, we haven't left yet, so I Uh-oh. am at the house still, but... Theoretically,
0: yes, I shall be soon. <laughs> well, cool. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And uh, yeah. I heard you've got a little movie in store for you tonight. Our good friend Bradford is programming for y'all. Am I right? Ooh. Yes. I know. And I
2: don't know what it is, so I'm very excited. So you'll be the first to
0: hear after I after I find out. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Bradford, I know, is going to pick a good one. He's always coming up with something Amazing, but I fully agree with. Occasionally, we disagree, but it's very rare. But more important than that, we want to know what you're watching right now or what you've recently seen. What's going on? Okay.
2: Wow. Um, so, I took your advice, your oh. suggestion, Oh. and I watched Who's That Girl? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it is... Actively bad. Wow. <laughs> like, okay, I think cause you, when you were talking about this in a previous uh, discussion on here, you did a really good version of her voice. Can you just please do that again?
1: Because um, I can,
0: Lisa, I really, Lisa, I can. I'm doing it now, which is a little, actually, I'm going a little Joey Lauren Adams with it.
1: You're going a lot Joey Lauren little, Adams like, with it.
0: Like, I kind of combined Madonna and who's that girl, jo- Joey Lauren Adams, and then like Meg Tilly and Bound, where she's like. Caesar, I don't. I what would you get? Where's the money? I don't know where you are. And so it's like a, I. Can't, I'm not great with nuance, as you know. But yeah, it's more yeah, like I Murray. Know. It's well, it's actually more New It's like Murray. Where's Murray? Yeah, it's really <laughs> Cindy Lauperish too. Yeah, It's like yeah. They, it, it,
2: it's so bad the whole time. I mean, it's so obnoxious. Um, like why did they think that the voice was good? What's going on with it? I have no idea. But. I decided per, you know, you suggest, you're like, see how long you can get through it. Um, right, right. Well, I finished it, but boy, oh boy, I mean, it is, um, okay, so there's a few things I liked about it. Um, okay, well, I'll start at the very beginning that I didn't like. So there's this cute little cartoon intro that explains what happened to her. But yep. the very, very beginning, she a cartoon version of Madonna comes out of the Warner Brothers logo. Yep. and But it's like
0: in the style of Betty Boop. Which, it is I mean, what it yeah. is it is in the style of Betty it's Boop, bad. and it, and it it's pops right out Andy of a did. logo uh yeah Ugh. and
2: it's like her whole her whole thing the whole time it's almost like she's channeling betty boop it's just too much boop it's not good <laughs> and um but okay so i will get this is one thing i really like a lot so this is um subtle but so she starts off in jail and uh in prison actually and then they show her cell and I really liked the way that she decorated her jail cell. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it, but it was two Elvis posters, and they're hot Elvis. Hot Elvis. Um, young,
0: young, hot, fit Elvis looking yes. like Elvis. And it's does. the Jailhouse Rock era, and one of them, he's, it's like the Jailhouse
2: Rock poster, which is very fitting on account of her being, you know, in prison and whatnot. Right. It's
0: and meta. It's, meta.
2: Ear- it's so meta. Um, and there's also this iridescent cellophane, which I have no idea where she got that while in prison, but she's kind of clumped it up on the walls and just stuck it to the walls. You know, it's very cool. Very like working with what you've got. So right. Like you happen to be Madonna. Oh, prison, I appreciate that. So you have iridescent cellophane somehow. And so that was cool. So I did like her, um, her, you know, cell life. But, um, but once she got out into the real world, oh my gosh, she's like a chaos demon. That's like how Tony <laughs> described her.
0: She's well, so annoying. I mean, I feel like. You know what, and, and Warner Brothers and everybody I guess Griffin Dunn and everybody else's defense on this thing, kinda. I mean, Madonna's kind of a chaos demon. I mean, she goes to Africa and sees a kid and's like, I want that kid. Yeah, you know, she does right shit like that.
1: that. This I mean this yeah. is a this is a play on a screwball comedy, right? So she's yeah. she's kind of playing a screwball oh God, comedy screwball, heroine here.
0: This generous it's yeah, too
1: zany. Okay. It's
0: too zany. It's yeah, it's it is too zany. It's too zany.
1: But, I mean, you know, Catherine Hepburn played the chaos demon in a lot of those movies, too. So, Oh, like,
0: Corey. I, right. Well, I it's think totally you based on- I think you should see oh, this
1: before.
2: It. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. I, I don't mean to compare – Oh, no. I was going to say it's actually based on bringing up babies.
0: Yeah. Oh. Like, it's similar.
1: Okay. That's what I – okay. That makes a lot more sense.
0: But, yeah. yeah this but is, it's a kind of a similar story to that. It's definitely like – I will say, you know, they tend to do this with Madonna, right? Like in Desperately Seeking Susan, which nobody's better fucking touch that movie. <laughs> um, but in Desperately Seeking Susan, she's a chaos demon there too, but she's like an attractive, alluring chaos demon that you want to kind of, you want to kind of just, you, you'd be like, yeah, I would destroy my fucking life for this person. Like this person could come wreck yeah. my world any day. But you get to, you get to who's that girl and you're like, imagine meeting Madonna and and it's kind of like Courtney Love, right? In okay. real life. It's kind of like a real life Courtney Love. Mm. You think you want to meet Courtney Love. You think you want to be friends Courtney Love, and then you do, and it destroy, and you're like, how the fuck do I how to how do I change my phone? Like how does (laughs) how do I get Courtney Love to never text me again?
1: So did (laughs) when did this movie come out? Is this late '80s, mid '80s? '87. '87. Okay, so this is this is a little after something wild, which is talk about you know chaos demon, a, a story about. Fucking up your whole life for a woman that you made. Well,
2: meet. and it's the it's part it's similar to that on um, what we were talking about for the yuppie nightmare cycle. Yeah, right. the, the right. after hours totally. I think that's where it might mm-hmm. have even come up. Okay, I, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but that might be where yeah, it that came was out. the one. That's yeah. And, well, because we were talking about that after hours with Griffin Dunn, and then we segued to this one, which is oh. honestly it's like the same exact movie with the same guy and everything. Yeah, like mm. they did. And actually, I was reading about it, and apparently, Sean Penn was supposed to co-star with her oh, but after talk shanghai about chaos surprise,
0: demon let's be real i know
2: <laughs> and after shanghai surprise flopped the producers chose Griffin Dunn because he had, had such success with after hours just a couple of years right. before so i mean they really were trying and it's even a scene with a cab driver where he got put in the hospital and then he gets out and he's trying to you know find the big cat and he has on he has no you know he's like a whatever hospital gown and no money and he gets in a cab and then Sure enough, he can't pay for the cab, and the cab guy yep. sends him out. And that's like the same scene in After Hours mm-hmm. where he can't pay for a cab. So there's a lot of overlap in this, but it's much zanier and much more mm, obnoxious. But similar, uh, yeah. Similar,
0: yeah. Similar narrative threads. And I mean, let's face it, you know, there are a lot of bad decisions made about this film. But one good one was to shy away from Sean Penn. Because can you imagine trying like him cast in that thing makes this even worse somehow, which you think it can't get worse. And then just imagine the lives that would have been wrecked, just just the normal average lives that would have been wrecked by the crew. If Sean Penn oh and, and Madonna had been on this fucking thing.
1: See, when did Sean Penn stop being able to do comedy? Was um, it just right after Fast Times? Prior Himes? to his birth. But but fast times, I mean, he's hilarious in fast times. He you
0: know what? I would actually argue that he's not trying to be funny in Fast Times. Okay. I would actually argue that he studied a character. He studied he actually studied somebody who exists. And the presentation of that performance is funny so, because the nature of that kind of character is funny, but I don't think he's trying to be funny so at all. So he's just
1: playing it straight.
0: I think he's playing it totally okay. straight. Yep. I think he's I think he's mod I think he spent time. Well, we know he did. He spent time with a particular type of dude, and he's just replicating that do. He's not trying to be funny. He's being he's being fucking method.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's a good that's <laughs> yes. a good explanation.
2: Well, and apparently, you know, he didn't they, you know, he didn't get the lead role, but then Madonna later tried to get him a role as one of the cops in this movie that's kind of tailing them the whole time, but he couldn't <laughs> do it because he was like on probation or something. Oh, Lord. It's like he he wound up I forgot what it was, but something like uh-huh. he, he had probation due like responsibilities and he couldn't even do that. So I mean, yeah, you're right. It's really good thing he wasn't involved.
0: Pretty sure I know what he was on probation for. I, I'm it's as if I was you know friends with Madonna and and Pen Penn at the time. I'm like <laughs> I'm remembering why Sean was on probation. Um, I think he punched somebody. He punched right? a pop. He he so he couldn't handle. It's you know it's that thing where it's like. Did you not know what you were getting yourself into when you started dating Madonna? So paparazzi's following her and he turns around and punches a guy. And mm. so he's a, he, he I think he went to jail for a little bit for assault um, like yeah, over, and just, as an yeah. overnight. And then, you know, but this is and so this is in between him punching the paparazzi and him him duct taping Madonna to a chair in their house.
1: So, so you're oh, you're uh, Sean Penn's press agent, or you were Sean, Sean Penn's press agent? <laughs> yeah, then,
0: then he punched me. Anyway, we're 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 getting talk about chaos demons. Uh, tell us yeah. more about the film.
2: Um. Okay. Well, I mean, let's see. There was it was just you know a lot of it was very loud, a lot of yelling, and just over overly It's yeah. like one point she's trying to get a cab and she just runs up and she just screams in this old guy's face and just like screams in his <laughs> face and it was actually a little bit funny um but also so scary like what and yeah it's like she just she manages to just get she has almost like supernatural powers of persuasion and luck like everything just went her way and also this big cat that she's hanging out with She's very nonchalant about it. And she'll just like whistle, and the cat will come to her with no question. And it's like, When did you learn to train big cats? And he's very amazed by this. And he starts falling for her, which is also crazy. Like, you've only known her one day, and she's a
0: psychopath, and she's <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> like, you know? It's just, but she's it's, hot. Even... We've all been there. But she's hot. It's true. Um, also, how does she keep her hair so platinum while she's in prison for four years? Like, it correct. you know. I feel like, again, I feel like I'm defending this film a lot, but I do think that if Madonna, <laughs> at, even as this character, were in jail, she, you know, prison guards would just be kind of spilling their pockets into her cell. So that's where she's probably getting that that primo platinum dye and
2: that I, iridescent cellophane.
0: Totally, totally. I, they kind of let her have her way. <laughs> Uh, I just, yeah, that's, that's what good. happens when you, you know, when you're a chaos team Madonna. But uh, um, I love that it took you this long to mention that there throughout this entire film. There's a fucking big cat.
2: Oh yeah. The big cat. I mean, yeah. Crazy Murray. And then they give him a, a Cartier necklace and he looks yep. really good in it. Like he does. I did enjoy that there was a live big cat. Oh, and when it comes to the doc at the beginning, it's just like in a wooden box that says endangered species. And there's four left in the world. And it's just less, on the dock, and there's, like loading it up willy nilly, and it's with this, you know, big stamp on it, endangered species. Um, oh, and then they take it to another rich man at his jungle conservatory on the roof, on a rooftop in the city.
0: As, as there like, are so many of those.
2: Uh huh,
0: uh huh. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous.
2: And he had all kinds of things like monkeys and zebras and stuff. I mean, like, won't that big
0: cat just eat all those monkeys in his conservatory? Maybe it's like that show where that dude just put piles all those animals on the same table. What? Wait, what? You don't know about this? No, what are you talking about? There's a a TV show. It it was like public access level. And it's some guy that's like, um, he preceded the crocodile hunter, kind of like animal guy. And he would always talk about all these different animals. And it was just like this array of animals stacked up on a table that was like there'd be a turtle and a ferret and a raccoon and and they're all just somehow getting along
1: huh
0: and this is real and this is actually real life so i don't know this is going to be a retractions we're gonna have to come back to this i guarantee you somebody email us podcast at sidewalkfest.com that you know the show i'm talking about but anyway uh maybe it's like that you know maybe maybe
2: and also, yeah, like, who was that rich guy? Like, there was already the rich guy dad, and there's all these other rich guys uh, for Griffin Dunn's pre-wedding, and then there's, like, another rich guy with a big cat. There's a lot of rich guys. I guess they were just trying to contrast Madonna's, like, cool prison gal, like, you know, her her, her rough-and-tumble lifestyle with all these rich folk. Oh, I know one other thing. Um, They're buying guns at the beginning when he's, yeah. you know, still trying to wrangle her in, and they're buying guns. And um, the, let's see, like, the SWAT team shows up, and... She just like glances over the railing as the SWAT team's coming up the stairs and she's like, "Uh-oh. All
0: Betty Boop
1: style."
0: <laughs> <laughs> that kind of just sums the film up, Lisa. I feel like it just sums it up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, where yeah. are you, Murray?
1: I really got to watch get this. Out of here. I really got to watch this. <laughs> oh
0: man. I'm sorry, yeah. Lisa. I'm sorry.
2: No, it was, I mean, it was a fun ride. Yeah, you know, I still enjoyed all the ridiculousness of it, even though Madonna was just, you know, whatever, (laughs) whatever it is that she was, she was. Oh,
0: yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of put her in a box on this thing, because she's so many damn things. Uh, And none of them good. But anyway, no. thank you thank you for, for taking my suggestion and watching us. I hope that won't dissuade you the next time around. But we, we definitely <laughs> oh, appreciated no. hearing your take on it. And, man, it's been a minute since I've seen this thing. So somehow, as I am a glutton for punishment, I'm thinking I might go back and do this. Yeah, you might need
2: to do it. Oh, one other thing, too, I wanted to mention. I was reading about it, and the directors were saying that in um, – in desperately seeking Susan, it's like she was hadn't acted before, so she was really natural. Yeah, and that it seemed like on the set with this one, she was just very much more aware of the process, and she was over analyzing it, and that's part of what made it well, her performance worse. So I think that that is kind of a vote. Like she got a one time thing where she made one movie. More naturally, and then it never happened again. Well, yeah. I think
0: that that's partially fair. I think there's a couple. Again, remembering my time back in the day, you know, Madonna and Sean and me, uh, <laughs> you know, and all that. I I will say this: I think that's partially direction. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give some credit here. So I think "Desperate Seeking Susan" is partially direction, but after Madonna does "Desperate Seeking Susan," she gets a bit of a, and she did get some positive reviews. She gets a bit of a little a- acting bug. And she, mm. it, from from that moment on, she is hot to get an Oscar, and and in the most misguided way, as you can see. But that's the Shanghai Surprise. That's this. That's I mean, she she bit and clawed her way to get the role of Evita,
1: right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. she was hot mm-hmm.
0: to get some accolades and just going about everything the wrong way. And if you need another example of misguided, go look at Dick Tracy.
1: I love Dick Tracy. Oh
0: yeah. She, her performance in that is.
1: It's strange. It's not great.
0: It's strange. Yeah. So anyway, poor, poor, poor Madonna. She doesn't. Yeah, she Madonna. doesn't. She doesn't get everything that she wants. Um, you know. Probably it,
1: got a Golden Globe though, right?
0: You know. Um, she should get. I. I probably they hand those things out. Yeah. You know, like toilet paper. Uh, non non COVID toilet paper. Speaking of COVID, <laughs> I think her best performance was her that thing she did in the bathtub this, <laughs> this past COVID season when she went on about how COVID was the great equalizer. Um, they should chisel her face on the side of uh, Mount Everest. Anyway, along with the Cheesecake Factory and Britney Spears. Um, anyway, sorry for, for... We've been on a bunch of tangents today.
1: It's just that kind of day. It's just that
0: kind of day. Anyway. Friday. Thank you, Lisa, for, for bringing <laughs> that to us. It's really great. Nope. No uh,
1: problem.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We gotta go. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Okay, bye. Bye. I'll bye. see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, Rachel, what have you been watching lately?
0: Well, a film that's come up several times on this podcast, um, and also that our, you know, Charlie Sanders has done a a bit of his his film his film minutes about. He uh, did an entire film minutes about, and that is uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just got that totally wrong. And I actually just prior to this even asked you about it. Uh, that's just the kind of shit show I am today. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
1: The 1971, 1971. film with uh, Gene Wilder.
0: And it is on my list. And um, I have no interest whatsoever. I want to just be sure I'm being clear here. I have no interest whatsoever in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Which is quite bad. Nightmare. Nightmare. Um, <clears throat> but I rewatched this thing. So I this was a favorite as a kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it was one that I would revisit in college. And of course we've argued about the cheer up Charlie scene. And I did want to also add really quickly, you know, Brad weighed in on that argument for us because I think Sam wasn't here that day. That's right. And he's right that my memory of this thing was that the, this, this sort of stirring the clothes and cheer up Charlie thing was happening while the parents were in bed. Yeah. But I think what I did was sort of muddle that scene along with the the sort of cheer up Charlie scene along with the parents being in bed because the whole damn first 30, 40 minutes of this thing is too long and too dark. And I kind of all, I pack a lot of that together. Mm, Okay, Um, It is a great film. It's still on my list. Do not get me wrong, but my observations watching it this time around and and I watched it, it was a sort of um, let's watch, you know, let's watch this with a bunch of candy and it'll be fun. And I haven't seen it in a decade and revisit it kind of moment. And, And it is really fun to watch with like a big, huge, like just, you know, tons and tons of candy. Kind of candy buffet moment. What
1: kind of candy did you get?
0: Okay, so I'm
1: going to draw you on another tangent here because that's I'm going to draw me do. another
0: tangent. So as I have as I've mentioned, it was it's recently been my girlfriend's birthday, and uh-huh. so this was a sort of birthday moment. Um, and I ordered a bunch of soccer bits Gummies nice. From New York. Yeah. And they're amazing and they're very experiential. And so I ordered sort of a, you know, a big box of variety box of those and we okay. kind of laid them all out and ate those to the film. And because the film is so experiential and those are so, it's like, it looks like a pineapple. It tastes like a pineapple. It's so Willy Wonka. Yeah. And so we did that and that was really, that made it really fun. That's awesome. Um, and so that part was really enjoyable, but damn, the first 40 minutes of this thing, it just needs to be 20.
1: It's just everybody yelling at Charlie for being poor. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, you know, then his fortune of course turns. Um I love this movie too. It's also on my top 200 list yet to come. Yeah, so even higher um, up. Yeah, so it's 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 on the way. Um but it's it's one of my favorites and that Gene Wilder performance is is second to none.
0: Spectacular. And that's part of my issue with the Johnny Depp casting is like you just don't touch this damn thing. You don't. No. You don't touch it. And he's so this is the thing that he gets right is it's so Questionably lovable or sinister. And it's, it's, it's constantly in conflict. Yep. Like there's a moment where they're, you know, they're, I feel like I can't spoil this thing because if you haven't seen it at this point, like you're going to watch yeah, it get, or, You're get gonna on watch that. it regardless. But there's a this sort of moment in the elevator where grandpa Joe kind of goes, like, if we, if we go through this roof, it's going to, it's going to tear us into ribbons. You know, it's going to cut us into ribbons and, and, and Willy Wonka goes probably. Yep. And it's just those, I just think that characters are not drawn that way. Like. Characters are not drawn that way anymore in kids' films. No. This sort of dark, vibe. and when they go through the damn tunnel, that shit is scary. Mm. It is eerie and scary. And some of the imagery, even, is like, what is happening? So, anyway. I, that's part. That's what I love about it. I do remember being a kid and couldn't wait for them to get to the factory, and I felt the same damn way watching it this time around. Like I can't wait for them to get there for the chocolate river, for the oompa loompas, which I know or I I'm, I get it. There's some problematic things related to this film, et cetera, et cetera. But like I I can't wait to get into that to, into that space, um, and so I I really enjoy a good chunk of this film so much that it that it overrides any negative feelings I have about the stamp thing. And uh, it's also, you know, I have – I generally, while you'll see some musicals on my list, Moulin Rouge, La La Land, I, I have a hard time oftentimes with musicals, and this one's – this is a really enjoyable musical aside from some of those slower numbers mm. and this thing. But The Factory is – so well done and it's a great film anyway I, I i'm not telling anybody anything they don't know except if you haven't done the candy bar kind of buffet exper- experience of this thing you should
1: well it's obviously this movie's 50th anniversary this year yeah. it's coming out on 4k blu-ray at some Good point time this to do year it again. i'm going to get that blu-ray i'm going to eat a bunch of candy i'm going to watch this movie again this yeah. year yeah so i'm excited to do that too i one of like i said one of my favorites as well
0: So that's what that's, you know, that's why I just did a rewatching of that for, you know, celebratory reasons. And also because what else do you do when you've got an entire box full of soccer bit gummies? Totally.
1: So what have you been watching? Oh, so much stuff, honestly. Like, um, I went to the cinemas, uh, a bunch of times over the past week to see, uh, some new movies. Um, I don't want to talk about all of those in great detail, um, I saw A Quiet Place Part 2. Okay. Um which is at the moment maybe not as when you hear this, but at the moment it's also playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. Yep. Um I really like A Quiet Place Part 2. Did um, you like Part 1? I did. Better
0: or do you like this better or worse?
1: You know, they're they're really good companion pieces. Okay. I still think I like Part 1 better just because of the novelty of it and seeing that for the first time in theaters, you know, and and watching that movie have the effect that it had on the audience uh, was really special. But this movie does a great job of recapturing that. I mean, um, it's really well directed. It's really suspenseful. The monsters are scary. There are some clever bits throughout. Uh, I think it's just a really well done movie with, a, a again, another really good ending. Like yeah. the first one has such a good ending. Great This ending. one has a really good ending, too. Have you seen it yet?
0: I have not seen it yet. I have not. Yeah.
1: I, if you like the first one, I think you'll like yeah. this one. Um, I did. I really dug good. the first one. Yeah. I think you'll like this one, too. It's, it's really, really well done. Um, I saw the new Guy Ritchie movie called uh, Wrath of Man with yeah. Jason Statham. Yeah. I, I liked it i liked it it's it's kind of a a lower uh kind of a lower class version of the departed in some ways it's a it's a heist movie thriller surrounding uh the guards um who work in armored car service and several possibly competing teams of thieves trying to steal the money from this armored car service and the uh various twisty bits of trouble that they all get into with this mysterious character played by Jason Statham um, just coming to uh, wreak havoc on everybody. Um, it's dumb. It's overwritten. Um, it's got that rat-a-tat Guy Ritchie, smart guy mm-hmm. dialogue that can drive people crazy. But I really did enjoy this as, again, kind of a lower-rent The Departed or a lower-rent heat sort of thing. Just a a Cops and Criminals movie on a sl- on a surprisingly large canvas um this also has a deep supporting cast of just, like, bros being bros. Oh, goddammit. Um, I don't think this is going to be a movie that you have much time for at all. You're um, right about that. But but if you're into the sort of cops and criminals sort of crime saga, um, and you're, you're into a, a sort of surprisingly brutal and violent version of that um, from the mind of Guy Ritchie, um, I, I recommend it. This is probably the most, honestly, I've ever enjoyed a Guy Ritchie movie, who's not a director huh. I particularly love i remember liking snatch when i was a baby when i saw it you know yeah
0: i don't like this film that's gonna get me years ago there's a lot of bro dogs out there who are like what the fuck you mean but i don't like Snatch. i i'm not a guy secret i'm not a guy richie fan i just don't i don't like the stuff and it it always feel it feels like a bit of a ripoff of so much other stuff and unquestionably
1: wrath of man is kind of like that but but for what it is um i thought it was really enjoyable um, I hear
0: that. I hear that. It keeps popping up. You know, there's not a lot of stuff to see at the cinemas. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. in this era that we're in, um, we're sort of, you know, still waiting ramping th- back up. Yeah. Let's call it that. I, I, hopefully ramping back up, even though, you know, I'm really I, – I, every time I see the watch it now in theaters or on HBO Max, I want to just hurl. <laughs> it is still dry. – I'm not used to it yet. It's just driving me crazy. But, but this thing keeps popping up every time I think to go to the cinema as being an option. And I am – I just can't seem to do it. I just can't I, seem to bring myself it's, to it's it. It's
1: two, it's fully two hours long mm. and knowing your lack of tolerance for this, right. I can't recommend it to you. Right. Um. But, but somebody out there who's listening is probably like, well, and, and if, if you, if you even reasonably think this is a movie you might enjoy, Maybe check it out.
0: I don't know. There's not an order of mozzarella sticks big enough to get me through this thing.
1: <laughs> well, I wonder, so I, if if there, I wonder if there's an order of mozzarella sticks big enough to get you through Cruella, which is I'm the other movie I am looking forward to it. I'm about to get
0: the trailer. Look, I'm going to the dark side. Uh-huh. The, trailer, the trailer looks great. I'm planning on seeing that hopefully next week.
1: I think that it's it's entirely possible that you will like this movie a lot more than I did. Okay, I had fun with this movie because it is breezy and entertaining in its own way. It's directed by Craig Gillespie, the director of I, Tanya, And he uses that sort of uh, Scorsese-esque fast editing style Um in this movie as well. I kind of had objections to that in Itanya, mm, as we yeah. have previously yep, discussed on this did. podcast. Um it's it's kind of interesting in in this Cruella um context. The nonstop needle drops of sixties and seventies British pop, less effective. Oh wow. Well. Um because boy are they Obvious. Um, but um, overall, you know, this is kind of a, a weird mix of of a movie. You've got the pre-established Disney intellectual property, Cruella de Vil, sort of placed into a a sort of con artist slash heist movie, which is also a Devil Wears Prada style yeah. fashion world movie. Um, so it's a weird mix of things, and tonally it gets pretty wild at points, almost into Charles Dickens or Lemony Snicket territory at, okay. at points. Um All of this, I think, makes it sound a little more fun than it is. But unquestionably, Emma Stone and Emma Thompson, who plays Cruella's nemesis, an established fashion designer, are having a really good time. Um, I I do think that it's entirely possible that you'll dig this movie. It's way too long. What's the runtime? It's two hours and 15 minutes That's too long. It's too long. I love Emma Um, Stone. That's too long. uh, The costumes, however, as you can expect for a movie that's all about fashion yeah. and um, are, you know, it's big and heightened and stuff and Disney-fied nice extravagant. Um, it's so, it's so beautifully done. The costumes and the set design and all of that are really, really impressive. So a mixed bag on Cruella. It's a movie that I think I like a little bit more in hindsight um, because it's really weird, but it's also, cynically made disney intellectual property refreshment too so yeah. I, I can't fully gross. go be on the side of cruella
0: yeah gross and you know so impressive for disney who has such such little tiny bit of money you know to their name <laughs> uh, there's just no way they could really you know put put a bunch of money on something at this point on a scale of one to ten ten being you know the best 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 what are you giving this thing
1: five OK, yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm curious because I, I want
0: to see how I feel. I can't imagine coming into this room and fighting for a Disney film, but I do feel like I'm going to like this better I than you. And that's
1: unusual. I think it's very possible that you could come <laughs> in and really like really fight for this thing.
0: Oh, let's see. Um,
1: so, Word yeah, we'll out. see. Word we'll it's see. Out. Um, I, you know, it's an enjoyable five, though. I, I will say okay. that it's not it's not I didn't walk out of the cinema just being like, well, that was a waste of time. Honestly, everything I'm seeing at the movies right now, though, getting that back to the theater bump. Yeah. I mean, I could be, you know, over the moon for Wrath of Man and A Quiet Place Part Two at least partially because I went to a cinema to see them. Right. So maybe I'm not to be trusted. This thing could be garbage. And I, I, honestly, if it were garbage, I'd probably still have a good time with it though, right. because it's a it's a movie in a movie theater, guys. I the mean, the
0: seats wh- are nice. It smells like popcorn. Yeah, I had a the root beer. Is big. I got a
1: big popcorn. You know. Cruella DeVille was doing Cruella stuff. What more do you need? I don't know. Um, so that's what I've been watching. I do want to offer one more recommendation, which is a little outside the purview of this podcast because it's episodic television. Oh. But we just watched uh, Mayor of Easttown, the yeah. Kate Winslet Hearing murder talk mystery about that up on, the socials. on on HBO. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And Kate, your girl, Kate, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, my girl, gives one of the best performances she's given in who knows how long. Um you know, it's episodic television, so, ugh, you know, but this is actually episodic television worth your time.
0: Cool. Um, I'm probably not going to watch anytime soon, but I have been hearing good things.
1: Directed by Sidewalk alumnus Craig Zobel, the director of compliance.
0: Oh, well, you know, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, so good all work, seven Craig. episodes. Good work, Craig. Yeah. Also, Craig's a really nice guy. Really? Yeah, cool. super nice guy. So uh, that's great to hear. I actually, that just totally escaped me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm, that kind of stuff usually on my radar. So nice. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm hearing good things. And so that makes me very happy and, and maybe I'll watch it sooner than I would have thought, but you know, still it's going to be a minute just because. Yeah. I hear anyway. you. Good work, Greg. Well, thanks for listening to this extended episode of Side Talks because you know we were hitting a lot of
1: points on this. thing. We, we gotta we gotta get everything out there.
0: Got to, and we are your own personal cinematic Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock.
1: I don't think, I don't think we've done that one. That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Also gross. <laughs> uh,
0: on, on both on both parts, yeah. I, I think. But yeah, yeah, me too. But I'm still gonna let you be Kid.
1: Oh thank Cowboy
0: you for baby. Thank you
1: for letting me be Kid Rock. Oh, <laughs> how gracious of you. Jesus, I feel like I have hepatitis now just from you saying that.
0: <laughs> and a Trump sticker on your oh, car. God. Anyway, let's keep it moving.
1: <laughs> uh, so thanks to Beltwell uh, for putting this show together as always. I, hmm, I'm sorry I'm Kid Rock. God, that's really, that really sticks in my craw. Um, How does
0: the song go? i put your picture away. Oh, uh, it's also some of the work. This is what I have to say. I know we're supposed to be done here, but I have to, <laughs> this is what I have to say about the song picture. It exists for a reason. It exists to make bad karaoke seem better. Ugh. Because those two people singing together is fucking terrible. And I have heard better karaoke at like Barrister's Tavern on Highway 31 in Alabama. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Uh, sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media for all of the news about what's going on at the Sidewalk Cinema and What's coming with the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival downtown Birmingham this August? Can't Get wait! Get those tickets, y'all!
0: And thanks to Splash ninety six for our amazing music that's way way better than Picture.
1: Hell yeah! I mean, it, that's a that's a low bar. I, know. I mean, it, we I know. we love the theme song, but that's a low bar.
0: I know. Uh, yeah. Thanks that's everybody. It. Thanks everyone. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division.
2: Your words. Our expertise.